From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Fabulous, sir. He isn't Mr. Rob Center. We appreciate his help and hard work, and uh, he is the greatest producer. G O A T. He's the goat and greatest of all time producers. We're glad to say Rob Center is with us this morning. On the news line this morning, Dr. Frank Jankowski is here, Superintendent, Sealands Grove Area School District. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, normally at this time, uh, in this kind of a tenure, we would say, wow, how are your first years going? But all the uh, great initiation that you've enjoyed is, is enjoyed is overshadowed by the fact that uh, you have uh, hundreds and thousands of hours of successful classroom time behind you during a global pandemic. Uh, so we're going to start out with that uh, look back. So uh, let's start out with this reflective glimpse of what happened. I think if folks didn't monitor it and weren't familiar with sort of the paddling that was going on underneath. They may not have seen all the contacts and the Department of Health uh, topics and the testing and the uh, Snyder County uh, emergency management contacts and all that. Give us a glimpse of what was going on behind the scenes. Well, uh, before looking forward, I think it's important to take a stroll down memory lane. And if you go back to the spring of 2020, um, obviously there was a lot of unknowns. And from the very beginning, one of the, the biggest aspects of society that was under the microscope was education. And I think the reason it was is because the most important thing in society is our young people. And certainly the impact that students being able to go to school in person has on uh, a family, and on a community, and, uh, and like I said, ultimately society. So we went last, last summer once we knew that the, uh, the end of the 1920 year was going to be remote, we, uh, we worked as a team, uh, stakeholders within the community, administrative staff, uh, teaching staff, and, and really put together a plan that we thought was focused on the most important thing, uh, our students getting back to school and families also having access to diverse opportunities academically. Well, I think that timeline you lay out is important. We, you know, we're doing, not just with you, but other folks, this kind of reflection of the past year. Well, that's great, but, the, you know, all of this started in January and February of 2020. You know, this was a year and a half of uncertainty and question marks and what do you do and what's the best practice and, uh, you know, what can we do? Uh, now that you have that under your belt and your first years as superintendent under your belt, uh, Give our audience, if they don't know, a glimpse of what Sealance Grove is all about. The, you know the kind of people you're working with, and the support staff, and you know this, these uh, great students that you've been working with. Well, it's it's exactly that. We we've we have a very strong foundation, Sealance Grove, of uh, school spirit, uh, pride in what we provide our students in regards to their educational opportunities, both in the classroom and then also through any extracurriculars. We're really looking as we uh, learn from what we just experienced to use that as a platform to be even more efficient with how we provide academic programs, maybe increase our diversity in that regard a little bit. Um, and then also we're really looking forward to that more traditional school spirit, community spirit, uh, culture building aspect that uh, I think we, we've all come to, to know and love 
in regards to our K-12 experience. We're looking forward to having students uh, come into the classrooms, come into, walk into the school and being able to see their big smile on their face. Uh, we're looking forward to prom promoting different extracurriculars and, and packing that stadium on a Friday night uh, for a band performance and for a football team. Um, and then also all, all the extra stuff that people have had to think about and uh, at times be concerned about, we're looking forward to the focus being more on what we can achieve and uh, and not necessarily what people have to be concerned about. Well, yeah, great, great way to put it. And if folks want to see that exclamation point uh, for what happened, uh, watch the graduation that's available online at uh, seals-pa.org, your website, because I, I think this, the student reflections of this past year, the various uh, you know brief interruptions of the academic year and uh, the way the support staff stepped up and really all of their remarks, just really incredible. And this is true for all the high schools around here, but Sealand's Grove graduation was certainly noteworthy to watch it on the uh, on the website and to, s to hear the remarks of the students. Well, let's continue this look ahead then into next year. You know, what are some of the future actions that you're planning, any initiatives? You got uh, a school district that's uh, got a great foundation under it, but uh, you have high hopes for uh, improvements where necessary or where it would uh, really benefit. So tell us about that. Well, like I said, I think it would it's, it's appropriate to make sure that certainly we don't want to experience what we just experienced for the last year and a half. However, uh, we want to take advantage of what we learned and use that to enhance our product. And our product is very important. Our product is providing an educational experience for our students. So we're looking to uh, increase the diversity in which we utilize classroom resources. Uh, one of the benefits uh, we did move to a one-to-one -one student to device ratio within the school district this year and I, accompanying that our teachers have done a wonderful job and support staff have done a wonderful job of developing themselves professionally to be able to assist in that learning process so we hope to build upon that uh, from a from a uh, another experience in regards to our students being able to have multiple platforms in which they learn from while we are uh, definitely going to be moving in the direction of uh, promoting in-person learning, which 90% of our students were doing at the end of the year anyway. Uh, we certainly do want to provide some unique opportunities for students to receive educational uh, experiences beyond just in the traditional in-person classroom as well. Uh, and that could be as simple as being able to help some of our high school students who uh, may have a, a conflict with their scheduling capability because of the courses that they want to select. So it doesn't always have to be tied to the pandemic or safety, it could be just tied to providing unique experiences for our students. Um, in, in, regards to, uh, in regards to like extracurriculars, we are certainly looking forward. Now we, we did emphasize throughout the year to have as many of those extracurricular or cultural experiences. We came out pretty early back in the, uh, in the winter time and came out that we were going to have field trips, that we were going to have field days, we were going to have an in-person graduation, which we had about 3,000 people at our stadium. It was, a, it was a little chilly, but it was a wonderful, um, a wonderful moment for our families. You could kind of feel the relief and the excitement. Uh, when, when our students started to process at the beginning of that graduation, uh, the way I've described it is 
if, if you've been in Seelands Grove at the end of a, a band performance, you can hear that crowd really get excited. And then also, if, if you're at a Friday night uh, game in Seelands Grove's Harold L. Bullock Stadium, uh, if a running back breaks through the line and, and gets into the open for a potential touchdown, there was that energy. And uh, it's something that I think people have been look for, looking forward to. And that's, that's really what we're – the main thing moving forward, being able to build deeper relationships amongst colleagues professionally and then also, most importantly, with our students. And that was something that, being part of the pandemic uh, this year, really did uh, impede upon people's ability to connect with each other because of physical distancing. And, you know, mask wearing, uh, without getting into that topic too much, it, it really doesn't enable us to connect with each other as much as uh, it would if you did not have a mask on. The facial expressions, the connections with people uh, socially and emotionally, uh, we're looking forward to that depth that we're going to be able to reestablish with our students and our, and our colleagues. You know, so along the way, you probably had some surprises. I was surprised to hear that there were some students who were doing the remote learning that were doing exceedingly well overall and in general. If you had to mass it all together, it seems like in person uh, seemed like to be the ideal way to teach and to learn, and so that's the sort of the gold standard. But uh, were you surprised to some students who did exceedingly well online and working remotely? Yeah, we we weren't surprised that. The, the online or the remote learning, uh, you can certainly have success. It's just that statistically, it's not as likely to happen. Those students who experience success, they're usually naturally driven to, to succeed, so they have that intrinsic motivation. Uh, a lot of times, a strong support system from a family standpoint, and, uh, and then there's a, a strong connection with what they have as long-term goals as well. Uh, the, the in-person learning for the majority of the, of the student population is generally most effective because it builds in a lot of that uh, collegial camaraderie with their, with their peers, and it also creates that extra sense of needing to perform when you're around other people. So it's, uh, that's, that's why we provided that diverse experience, and we, we will continue to, but just not to that extent. All right, so there'll be some remote learning that will be feasible. There's a move afoot in Harrisburg to allow parents, if they so choose, to have a, their child uh, redo a grade. What's your view on that, this idea that some parents may not be happy with the amount of progress that was made? Yeah, th that, I think if you look at that theory, generally speaking, that doesn't apply to Seelands Grove or this region. Uh, Pennsylvania Department of Education and the Department of Health put out a statistic to, uh, to superintendents back in like February. And at that time, you could glean the fact that there was probably about 10 to 15% of students at that time that had experienced full access to in-person instruction if they wanted it. So obviously, there's always been people who preferred remote throughout this year, and that's fine. But the people who really needed the in-person throughout our Commonwealth only about 10 to 15 percent of students, if you take into account this whole school year, really had an opportunity to be in person if they so chose. So the, that type of legislation and, and, and really philosophical theory, that is more of, uh, applicable for the regions and the, the school districts and communities that didn't have such an in-person opportunity. So you shouldn't have any, you haven't heard of anybody locally that says, well, we're interested in skipping a grade. No, no, Seelands Grove, that has not been something that we have 
uh, been hearing from families. Most families uh, view it as they think as though we, we as, a, as a whole, all stakeholders, which includes families, did our best, certainly maybe not a traditional normal year, but they, I think what, what I've heard most, most of the time is that they generally felt as though we did our best as a community to give the kids as authentic of an experience as possible, and that's why we're not really hearing about that uh, that topic. One of our good listeners sends a note and says, are we going to have snow days in the future now that you've uh, expedited uh, snow days with learning remotely? Will you ever have a day off during a blizzard? <laughs> yeah, so, so this past, that's a good question. Uh, this past year, we actually, our first real weather event was a, a traditional snow day, and our last one was a traditional snow day. And in the middle, because we quite frankly, we had a, a unique uh, winter uh, in recent years where we had a lot of snow, and um, we had some days where they were quote-unquote distance learning days. Moving forward, we're looking at it being more of a traditional approach to snow days, where we have our days built in for next year's calendar, and we would most likely utilize snow days on those types of weather events. Um, and the, the reason for that is, is we want to place an extra value on making sure those days are as valuable as possible. This year was very unique. During those winter months, not only were we contesting with the weather, but we also, the, the Department of Health had uh, an expectation where when, when buildings hit certain quantities of thresholds as far as positive cases, you had to shut down for around three days. So thankfully, uh, we were able to tie some of those snow days into uh, quote-unquote reset days to make sure we didn't have to close down for other reasons. We have a moment left. We'll give you an open mic. Anything to add to our conversation? I, I'd, I'd say that the main thing is I have a genuine thank you uh, for the Seals Grove community. Uh, that includes all stakeholders, families, students, and uh, certainly, certainly staff. It was a year that pushed us, a lot of decisions to make. Uh, overall, we feel very good that we put ourselves in a situation where our kids had an authentic experience as much as possible. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to the future where we continue to build relationships and hopefully maximize the potential out of uh, all of our students. All right, you have an open mic anytime. Let's check in uh, a couple of weeks prior to the restart of school in the fall, if not sooner, and we'll keep everyone up to date with everything that's going on at Sealands Grove. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. That is Dr. Frank Jankowski, Superintendent, Sealess Grove Area School District. Uh, first, with a glimpse of uh, the year past, but also looking forward to some permanent changes, some surprises along the way, and how how they'll do a few snow days this year, where the kids will get an actual day to play in the snow or maybe sleep in in the Sealess Grove Area School District.